Welcome to the Bill Sang Podcast. My name is Bill Sang, and look at what my son Jaden drew right before the program. I don't know if you're able to see that all that well. Hopefully the color's not distorted or anything, but that's something he drew right before the podcast. Yeah, he's becoming quite the artist, so I thought I would show that off to you before starting up with today's episode. Welcome to the Bill Sang Podcast. Again, my name is Bill Sang, and we have kind of a different episode for you Today, as we are going to be discussing something that, even though I'm passionate about it, honestly, I don't talk about it a whole lot anymore. I don't. I haven't talked about it for quite some time, and I feel like it does deserve a little bit more attention. It does deserve for me to give you some exposure to it. We are going to be talking about personal growth, and I'm going to be talking a little about worldview and how um, the idea of personal growth relates to my personal worldview, which is a Christian worldview. <coughs> And I want you to see the value that personal growth has in your life. Oftentimes, it's given a negative connotation. Lots of times, people refer to it as self-help. And I I don't really like that terminology. I mean, there are books and programs and such that are more selfishly focused. But personal development, personal growth, I quite frankly think that it does focus on making you into a better person, but on the same token, I think that it is also for the good of everybody else that you be the best person you can possibly be. And I, I think that it's absolutely biblically grounded as well as what I'm going to show here pretty shortly. To sum it all up, what I'm going to say is that ultimately we are to aspire to be like God's Son, Jesus Christ, who is perfect. And if you are aspiring to be as a perfect person, you're going to be chasing after that your entire life. So I'm very excited to be able to share this with you today. And let me share with you a couple of scripture verses. They relate to my worldview, give you a foundational idea of what I believe. And then I'm going to move into into a Bible verse that then states why essentially, and it doesn't put it in exactly this terminology, but why personal growth is something that you should chase after. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to start off very first verse when it comes to a Christian worldview is Genesis 1.1. I'm just going to quote that one off the top of my head because it's in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Very simple verse, and I know I don't need to unpack that all that much, but what does it tell us? It tells us that God is the creator of everything, therefore he is in charge of everything. Next verse I would like to share with you comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is wise sayings and it's from the wisest man aside from Jesus Christ ever to live. That being King Solomon and in Proverbs 1 7 King Solomon wrote the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I like how one person who commented on this verse put it. They said that this verse is saying that basically, without God, you can't even begin to know anything. You can't even begin to understand anything. And if you don't understand anything, if you don't start with God, you're going to despise all wisdom. You're going to despise all instruction. So you might as well not even bother trying to learn because you're going to be learning the wrong things. You notice how there's lots of ideas out there. There's lots of opinions out there. There's lots of studies going on out there, but they approach 
wisdom. They approach knowledge from a secular point of view. They approach it from a godless point of view, and thus they are making lots of wrong conclusions as they pursue to know more because they learn data, they learn statistics, they learn numbers, but at the end of the day, they don't really understand because they do not think of God first. And that might not make a lot of sense to you if you don't believe in God, but once you start studying God's Word, it becomes all the more clear why it is important to have a biblical and God-centered worldview. Next one is John 3.16, and this one is very important. It is perhaps the most popular, uh, most loved, I should say, uh, verse inside of the entire Bible. So I'm going to turn to John 3.16 here. And I, I know John 3.16, but I have this habit of jumbling all the different translations, all the different versions together, and putting together a hodgepodge translation of John 3.16. So let me just read it straight from this. And this is the NIV. Don't tell anybody I read the NIV, the NIV by the way. Uh, John 3.16 from the NIV. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so this verse is establishing right here that God loves us. God loves humanity. God loves the world. And he gave his Son so that we could have eternal life if we believe in him. So that's a very important verse for our entire worldview, but we believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Well, what do we do now? And to this, I direct you to Romans chapter 12, and this is where your personal growth journey will begin. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Okay, let me say that again. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. So do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so there's intentionality behind that. That you have to really want to be transformed. And you want this because the Spirit of God as a believer dwells inside of you and wants that for you. And it gets hairy I'm not going to get into theology as it pertains to all of this, but Paul would not be commanding, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be, trans by, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, unless it's something, in, unless there's something inside the process that takes your effort. And again, I'm not talking about works-based salvation. I'm not talking about works-based righteousness. I'm simply talking about personal growth, and I'm talking about how you can achieve that. And right here it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which actually also does imply that the Spirit of God is working on you to transform your mind. And it says uh, to be transformed. So we have to be willing to allow that to happen as well, as I know many Christians that have instead decided to conform to the pattern of this world. And thus you must question whether or not they truly are believers in Jesus Christ, or at least the same Jesus Christ that I happen to believe in. So let me tell you a little bit <clears throat> about my personal growth journey. Why this is something that I am passionate about right now. And I'm going to start from the very beginning of it because prior to certain events that none of it makes, 
I, I didn't really know where to start. And we happened to come across some people that, quite frankly, got us involved in a multi-level marketing company. And by the way, this is not me promoting that or discouraging that. I, I thought that it was a wonderful company. I'm not going to mention its name solely because I don't want to tarnish it or anything like that uh, by accident because, I, again, I thought it was a wonderful organization. And uh, <clears throat> as with most multi-level marketing companies, you will go to conferences and such. It's just part of the business model. And one of the things, uh, one of the conferences I went to happened to include a man by the name of John C. Maxwell. Now, if you are unfamiliar with John C. Maxwell, he started off as a pastor. He still actually serves at a church, but he started off as a pastor, and then he got into the world of personal growth, of help, of writing books, of teaching leadership. And I remember hearing him speak, and it really resonated with me because... Of all the people that spoke, there wasn't any other pastors that I can recall that spoke that that day, and it was hard for me to really connect with what it was they were trying to teach, and the principles John Maxwell was teaching just really stuck out to me. So um, I tried to dig deeper, lean more into John C. Maxwell's teachings, as that was a man that resonated with me, and eventually I got involved with the John Maxwell team which is a, a team that actually certifies you to become a, a, a coach, a professional coach. Not like a sports coach, but a, a personal coach, a business coach. And so I'm actually, I actually am a certified coach with the John Maxwell team. And uh, I have coached people personally inside of it. And by the way, this is not an offer, but on the same token, if that's something you ever have any questions about, feel free to contact me about that. I would love to talk to you about it, but right now I haven't been extremely active in that, so I don't want to say, hey, reach out to me and I'll get that done for you. But if it's something where you really do need help with your personal goals, feel free to reach out to me. But what that really allowed me to do was to get closer to people who are close to John C. Maxwell, as he is just a an, an incredible writer and an incredible leader of leaders and I wanted to learn how to also be an incredible leader of leaders. In fact, this is that's one of the reasons why I'm even doing this podcast right now. I'm trying to reach more people to teach them to get their minds right, to be able to lead effectively, to be able to believe effectively, um, to know the Bible, to be able to understand it and to be able to apply it to your lives and to steer clear of all the devil schemes that are going on inside of this world. So coaching was something that helped me to understand myself better and really helped me to know how to help other people more effectively as well as it employs a method of questioning people, asking people questions to bring out um, uh, to bring out their true motivations, to bring out their goals and also even to help them to develop a plan of action to achieve their goals. So through being in the John Maxwell team, this is something I feel like that's important for me to share because it's one of the things that um, was transformational inside of my life. The current, I believe, president of the John Maxwell team is a man by the name of Mark Cole. And Mark Cole is kind of the one to take the reins of the team now that John Maxwell has decided to take 
I don't say a lesser role, but kind of a lesser role. He's decided to step aside and allow these leaders to lead. He still has his involvement and everything, but Mark Cole is more or less the head honcho of this organization. And one of the most transformational things I've heard him say is find opportunity wherever you are. And I advise people that if you feel like you're stuck, but you do have a job, you do have a place of employment, you do have a career, look for opportunity where you are. That's something that's going to be um, a great transformational point in your life when you decide that, okay, I might not be able to find opportunity in certain places where I want to find it, but if I go where I am and I look to see what opportunities they present, maybe there is opportunity out there and maybe I'll enjoy it even more than what I think that I would have. Anyway, that's uh, some of the best advice I think I've gotten from the John Maxwell team is find opportunity wherever you are. So, And quite frankly, if you think about it, that's basically be excellent at what you do and look to master whatever it is that you do. Now, having said that, is that where I'm going with personal growth? Is that the main topic? Is that the main takeaway I want you to have for today as it relates to personal growth? I read to you some Bible verses, and I read to you Romans 12, 2, which says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so we see that we need to change. We see that we need to grow, and we know that we need to become more like Jesus Christ. So where do we start? Well, I have a book here. This one is by John C. Maxwell, by the way. It's called 15, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. And inside of this book, it has 15 different principles or laws, as John Maxwell puts it, that will help you to be able to grow into the person that you really want to be. And I, I highly encourage you, especially Christians, to be able to pick up this book and learn from it. In the very first chapter, by the way, in general, these are not arranged in a way of being most important, the least important, but the first chapter is probably very appropriately the first chapter because the first chapter of this book is called The Law of Intentionality. And I like what it says in the table of contents. I believe it says it uh, in the subtext underneath the title of the chapter heading as well, growth doesn't just happen. Think about that. Growth doesn't just happen. A lot of people think that growth just kind of, boom, just happens one day. You get bigger, you get taller, you get older. Therefore, you believe that you are growing and that you're wiser. If you believe that, there might be some truth, a little bit of truth to that. But it's a foolish conclusion to think that simply by virtue of the passing of time, you've become wiser. Experience is not the best teacher. Experience that is analyzed and learned from, that is the best teacher. So, the law of intentionality says, and this is why I, bring that, why I brought that up just now, the law of intentionality says, that if you're going to grow, if you're going to become a better person, you've got to be intentional about it. It's something that you've actually got to dive into. It's something where you have to have a desire to do so, and then you take the first step, and then you take the next step, and then you continue to grow throughout your life. 
And I've noticed that if you do not do this, then you become a victim. You you have this, you remember I had Jason DeZurek on the program not too long ago. And the victim mentality is that life happens and all these things happen to you. And there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. Just people oppress you. Circumstances oppress you. Just you're an oppressed person and you deserve to have somebody come along and rescue you from the circumstances. I got news for you. It ain't going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You must be intentional. You must look at yourself not as a victim, but as a victor. And you must decide to be intentional about your own growth. You must decide that you are going to be a person who wants to become more Christ-like. And again, if the Holy Spirit really does live inside of you, this should already be something tugging at your heartstrings. This should be something where you are wanting to become more Christ-like. And if you truly do desire to be more like Jesus Christ, you are going to feel compelled to take that first step. And some people might be afraid to do so. Because what does that mean? Well, the verses in John chapter 3 after 3.16 kind of tell us that those who have not believed in God's only Son, are scared of stepping into light because they like darkness. Now, if you're a believer, do you like darkness? Well, you absolutely should not like darkness. But instead, it says the believer steps into the light so that what is seen, that it can be seen clearly that what has been done has been done through God. So it's been done through God's power and his working inside of you. So there's this paradoxical relationship of your intentionality, your initiative, but then God working through you. And so it's a submissive sort of intentionality. I don't know if that makes any sense at all to you. Like I said, I'm not trying to be theological here. I'm just saying that uh, the Bible says an awful lot about if you want to um, if you want to prove that the Holy Spirit lives inside, well, rather, rather to show proof that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you by doing good works, by by allowing that to be seen. Um, the Book of James is pretty big about saying that you say you have faith, and uh, says that um, says that you have faith, and I have works. Well, I'll show you my faith by the things that I do. So it's important to take that step, to make that leap. And to put your faith into action. And one of the ways you can do that is by developing a growth plan. So what what are your goals? What sorts of things do you want to accomplish in your life? And sometimes I I like the concept of 10 seconds of freedom. Because sometimes fear holds us back. In fact, I would say fear holds us back in most instances. What might people think of me? People might say that, Why are you applying for that position? You're stupid. There's no way you can possibly get that position. There's no way you can possibly do this sort of work. There's no way that you could possibly do this sort of charity even for these people. But you don't know until you try. And try again. And try again. And maybe you need to try different things and not all one thing. The truth of the matter is, though, if you're not intentional, if you're not taking the initiative, guess what? Nothing is going to happen. And I love the old saying: "If you always do what you always, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get." How does it go? If you always do what you always done, 
Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> Something you always do, you always done, you always get what you what you've always got. There we go. If you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. Something along those lines. And it makes sense because if you are not changing up your routine, if you're not trying something different, then you're not going to get anything different. And I believe that, especially as believers, that we need to be taking the initiative. We have to be intentional, putting ourselves into the lives of other, of other people so we can influence them for the sake of the kingdom of God, for the sake of Christ. I think that also we need to be excelling in the workplace. We need to be excelling just in the public square. Whatever we do, we need to be excelling. And the only way you're going to excel is to be intentional. I'd like to thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Bill Sang Podcast. I'd like to encourage you to jump onto WilliamHSang.com if you want to check out other episodes of the Bill Sang Podcast. You can go all over the place, though. You can go to YouTube. You can go to Rumble. You can go to iHeartRadio. You can go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify or Buzzsprout. I highly encourage Buzzsprout, by the way, as that is the um, website through which I post this podcast, and then it is distributed to all these different mediums uh, so that you can be able to watch it how, or listen to it however you want to. So once again, this is the Bill Sang Podcast. My name is Bill Sang. We're trying to get up to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, 1,000 subscribers on Rumble. Don't forget to check out our store on WilliamHSang.com. You can get a cool shirt like the one I got right here. If you can't see it, you can't see the bomb, the words at the bottom. It says the Bill Sang Podcast. And then at the very bottom, it says God, Family, Country. So we're trying to promote our values around here so you can... Also, if you agree with those values, purchase one of these shirts. Love to see you wearing one around. Love to see more of these shirts around other than just myself. So, once again, I'm Bill Sang. Have a good day. Walking down this crossroad, guitar.